This Shabbos is Shabbos Mavarchim, Tammuz, and it coincides with Parsha Shlach. Now, Tammuz is most known for Shiva Asr Batamuz, the fast that we observe in commemoration of the shattering of the Luchos, which took place at the fallout of the tragic Chaita Egel. Now, Parsha Shlach, on the other hand, is known for the tragedy of the Chaita Meraglim, which, according to tradition, took place on Tishabov. Now, these two sins, the Chet Egel, the Chet HaMaraglim, are the two greatest national sins in the history of Kalal Yisrael. And considering the overlap and the crossover that we find this week, kind of makes one wonder what the connection or connections are between them. And as indeed they are the greatest national sins in the history of Kalal Yisrael, there are bound to be many connections. But one simple connection is observed by Rashi in this week's Parsha. Rashi in Bamidbar, Parakia Dalad, Pasiklam and Gimel, picks up on the fact that Hashem decreed 40 years of wandering against Kalal Yisrael, ostensibly in response to the Chet HaMaraglim. However, Rashi points out that really, the Cheshbon, the calculation of the 40 years, really began at the time of the Chet HaEgel, because indeed there were only 39 new years added on to their wandering. But says Rashi, because from the time that they made the golden calf, this decree really arised in, in Hashem's thoughts, as it were, in his machshava, in his cheshbon. But he waited until their measure would be filled. But indeed, the seeds for the 40 years of Gullus for Klai Yisrael were planted way earlier, even in the time of the Chet HaEgel. Now, if we consider the other tragedies that took place on Shiva Asr Batamas and Tishabav, the connection is even clearer. What took place on Shiva Asr Batamas? The breach of the walls of Yerushalayim. And what took place on Tishabav? The destruction of the two Batei Mikdash. And of course, if there would be no breach of the walls, there would be no destruction to follow. Now, you might recall going even way back, we had Asar Bateves which was the time of the siege of the walls of Yerushalayim. And indeed, if you're complacent in the time of a siege, then a breach is bound to follow. And if the walls are breached, then destruction is just around the corner. And of course, the breach of Shavasarvatamas led to the destruction of Tishabav. Now the question is, what does that mean for us? What is the strategy for these times between Tamas of what are we supposed to do? And what are we supposed to notice? What are we supposed to pick up on when we see the Chet HaEgel on the one hand and the Chet HaMaraglum on the other hand? Now, if you think about it, the Chet HaEgel and the Chet HaMaraglum, both of them mark an about-face that Kla Yisrael made to Ratzon Hashem, the will of God. What is it we're supposed to be doing? In both sins, we completely went in the opposite direction. But there were different manifestations of this about-face, different levels. Because even at the time of the Chet Egel, when we regressed to our idolatrous roots, even if we meant to serve God, and even though we were doing an act of pseudo-avodazara, worshipping a golden calf, a an intermediary instead of God or in place of God. But at the very end of the day, we all would have agreed that we all wanted to serve God. We all wanted to eventually reach Hashem's promised land 
to go into Eretz Yisrael, to be finally redeemed, even when we were serving the golden calf, at least we were acknowledging that on some level it was God who brought us up from Egypt, and we always planned to continue in that direction, to follow Hashem towards His promised land. Could we have ever imagined at that time that we would ever say, no, we actually want to go back to Mitzrayim, we don't want to go into the promised land, we don't want the Geula, we don't want to build Hashem's base HaMikdash? At that time, we could have never imagined such a thing, to completely turn away from the larger mission of redemption. But you know what? Those seeds were planted right then and there. Even if we would eventually build the Mishkan after the Chet Egel, but at that time, it was at that moment when the Luchos were able to be shattered and we were able to just stand there and watch it. At the time that the walls are breached, and we don't do a thing about it. It's at that time that we plant the seeds and we allow a destruction to eventually come, to allow an about-face to completely say that we are not in for the larger mission. Because what happened at the Chet Egel, whether you put it one way or the other, we decided that we were not going to do the Ratzon Hashem. Even if on some level we kind of wanted to do Ratzon Hashem, but once Hashem's Ratzon was X and we decided that we were going to do it in a different way, we were going to do Y, that was when we planted the seeds to completely turn away from the mission by and large. Because when we allow ourselves to go against the Ratzon Hashem, what we are in effect doing is taking Hashem's Luchos, the essence of our mission, and throwing it down and shattering it. That is what we accomplish with something like the Chet Egel, where, yes, it's a stand-in for Hashem, but there is no stand-in for the Ratzon Hashem other than the Ratzon Hashem itself. And if we're able to turn ourselves away from that, then essentially we are able to turn ourselves away from the mission by and large. Could we ever imagine saying we don't want the base of English to be rebuilt, that we don't want the redemption, that we don't want to finish what we had started? But how many of us can say the same when it comes to Ratzon Hashem? That we could not possibly envision ourselves doing the opposite of Ratzon Hashem. Could we answer that question? Maybe we ourselves would never throw down the luchos. But would we ourselves possibly turn away from Ratzon Hashem? Because that was what we did at the scene of the Egel, and that is what we did in the scene of the Maraglim. And both of them were just a violation of Ratzon Hashem. But if we're able to watch the Luchos be shattered, then we could also watch the Beis HaMikdash and all of our dreams be shattered. And the Avodah now is not to let our guard down, not to let the walls be breached, not to let the Torah fall from Moshe Rabbeinu's hands and be shattered on the ground, not to let Hashem's Ratzon be shattered before our very eyes, but to uphold it to say that we want to follow the mission all the way through to the end, but that starts with right now, this second. What is Ratzon Hashem? What should I be doing? We each hold the luchos in our hands. And even if we're not at the cusp of entering Eretz Yisrael, entering the Promised Land, entering the time of redemption with the rebuilding of the base of Mikdash, we have the opportunity to answer right now, are we going to let the walls be breached? Or are we not? And that's the Avodah right now. The Avodah is... 
what can we do right now in the fulfillment of Ratzon Hashem? And if we can answer that question and answer it properly, we will be well on our way to the time of the Geula, the entry into Hashem's promised land, the return to Eretz Yisrael, and the restoration of the building of the Beis HaMikdash, B'mhei Rabbi Aminu.